Hello and welcome back to So and Be Unpicked with me, Rob. And Sean. And we're back for another series, Series A, Episode 1. Before we dive in, we just have to do our disclaimer that we are not associated with the BBC, with Love Production or with the Great British Sewing Bee. 12 new sewers are back and now up in Yorkshire. I know it's it looks beautiful. I'm kind of curious as to why we moved, but yeah, it it looks really really nice. It's yeah, it looks like a very very calm place to sew. Um, yeah, it's it's all very exciting. New location, new host, uh, twelve new sewers. It's um, yeah, it's very exciting. So before we actually like fully get into it. Um, it's been I think our last episode was in June last year so what have you been up to Sean? I have been doing my access to nursing um, so this September providing I don't screw up in the next couple of months I should be off to Brighton University to do my nursing degree. Yay! Hooray! I'm not terrified at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be great. How about you? Um, let's see. I turned 40. I know people out there will be shocked if they've seen a picture of me that I'm not 23, but I uh, I did hit the big 4-0. Um, I was also on telly myself. Uh, I saw, I saw. On a little bit of uh, Kirsty's Homemade Christmas, doing a little bit of sewing on TV. So um, that gave me a little bit of an insight. Not it's definitely not so in B but um, it was interesting to see all the camera setups and all the kind of extra bits they film and all that kind of stuff and what makes it in and what doesn't make it in so yeah so that was quite interesting been in an, an eventful year <laughs> <laughs> yes it has uh, right so should we crack on with episode one which was capsule wardrobe. I was a bit confused when they said this. I was like, what on earth is a capsule wardrobe? But luckily Sarah explained it quite shortly after I asked that question. Not that she could hear me anyway, but I, every now and then I do like to talk to the TV when I'm home alone. <laughs> yeah, like I I immediately thought of like capsule collection and, you know, like a whole, uh, like a, a range of, items that could be mix and match together although I didn't it was a bit it's a bit of a loose topic for a week I think it was a bit it it kind of didn't really it was a bit random I think yeah and I mean this goes to show how deeply involved I have been into my nursing studies that whenever anyone says capsules I think of medication (laughs) so it's just it was one of those I was like "Mm, I'm a bit confused but yeah but I have to say, it was a good first episode. It was quite a strong one as well. Yes, it was. Normally, first episode, there's always there's quite a few of them that you go, oh, okay. this is, oh, sorry about that, me getting notifications. Uh, so I do apologise. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, it was quite a strong one. Normally, yeah, you get like, about 50% of them we go okay that was a close call but actually I think everyone did pretty well for this first episode yeah so the new 12 sewers in alphabetical order we've got Angela, Annie, Brogan, Chi Chi, Christian, Deborah, Jill, Manny, Marnie, Mitch, Richie and Steve and challenge one was the wool mini skirt with two patch pockets uh, which had piping around them and an exposed zip and they had two hours to do it what did you think of the challenge for a first challenge i thought this was quite a good one i loved the fact that they wanted to pay homage to british textiles it was wool that was produced up in the north um, so I did quite like the fact that we were kind of focusing on very old school British sewing roots and textile roots. I thought it was a good one. It's 
it's not a massively complicated pattern. I did think the piping was a little bit harsh, but then I suppose they had to jazz it up somehow. They had to pop in a little bit of a challenge in there. But yeah, I thought it was quite a good one. It just sadly, there were a little, well, a few iffy skirts. But yeah, I thought it was quite a good one. I thought it was an interesting one to do for the very first challenge. I agree. I thought it was quite a good one. It didn't seem overly complicated um, as a as a pattern. It seemed like it would show up, you know, whether you can do neat top stitching and whether you can get the pockets aligned um, and time management. I thought two hours might be kind of on the mean side slightly, just mm-hmm. because... Yeah. I'm assuming that's also cutting out as well. And that can take longer than you think it's going to take. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I did think they could have done with an extra half an hour at yeah. most. That, um, that's what I was thinking. If you were doing this, would you sit and read the instructions all the way through? Or would you get the fabric and just start and like plow on? It depends on who was going to ask me that question. <laughs> you asking me that question, I would say I would just plow on and get through it. If it was Patrick or Esme, my answer would be I would read the instructions about 10 times before I even picked up a fabric. <laughs> As, what, uh, I think that's what Deborah yes. got caught out on, wasn't it? Yes, that was. And it just made me laugh how... I mean, they've heard it so many times, haven't they? Oh, yes, no, I've read the instructions. They know when you've read those instructions. I mean, shout out to Damien from last year, who I'm still a huge fan of, a little obsessed with. He's a comedy genius. Um, I mean, he he didn't even follow the instructions half the time. No, he did not. so on this on this challenge, uh, looking at kind of the tops and bottoms, I thought because week one, we've got so many contestants, it's probably not worth going through everybody's. But if we maybe talk about the best and worst. Yeah. So shall we start bottom three and top three? OK, well, let's go. Uh, so let's go I apologise to the six that are in the middle, but for time restraints that we've got, it, we're just not going to get a chance to talk about every <laughs> challenge. Um, so, yeah, we had poor Mitch at the bottom of the very first episode. It was his red wool skirt that just didn't seem to go very well, did it? Oh, I think, bless, Mitch had so many issues going on um, with uneven pockets, raw edges, whatever happened to the hem, I'm not 100% sure. But he dealt with it in such a positive way way i mean i would have been in tears i would have um been freaking out Uh, and he seemed to have he seemed to have quite a lot of machine issues which will really if you get a a pin or something stuck in there or if the thread gets caught round in the bobbin it really will slow you down and i think that's probably kind of what got him just took up so much of his time i couldn't help but feel he was going to be the Damien of this year. Um, just with his interactions, um, and like when Esme said to him, How did you feel about sewing this? And he went, A little bit of sick, and I still do. And it just oh, it cracked me up. He I thought he handled it so well. And even when she turned around, she said, Oh, I haven't looked at the hems, and he just looked at her and went, I wouldn't. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I I would be crying at this point because it's like that first episode is quite pivotal. It's quite important. It's, um, yeah, and just to be able to kind of take those issues and go, yeah, it didn't go well, but I'm not going to let it upset me. I'm going to have a giggle about this. And, yeah, I I have to say throughout this episode, his interactions with Esme nearly had me in tears they were just hilarious yeah i'm i'm a big fan of mitch too i thought he was i thought he was really great um and it was just such a shame of all the little mishaps that kept happening bless him so moving on to 11th place 
that was Steve, who had a kind of raw end at the bottom of his zip. And generally, it was just kind of like a little bit of like untidiness going on with the kind of hole, hole of the skirt. So do you think he was also having some time issues? I don't necessarily, because I think he did well for the time. Um, I think for him, like he had said, half the stuff that was being expected on this skirt, he had never done before. Um, and he, he's a lockdown sewer, so he's only learned over the what past two years. Um, and some of these things are things that take a while to practice. So I thought he actually did quite well for someone who didn't have as much experience as others. I felt bad for him, but I thought he did all right. Um, I think the only bit that he was most disappointed about was when um, Sarah pointed out that he accidentally used the West Ham colours. <laughs> yeah. um, which, for listeners, I am not a football person at all. I don't understand it, but I actually got that joke. <laughs> at number 10, we had Chi Chi. And to be fair to Chi Chi, the, the skirt was fine. It, it had some issues with the piping not being consistent around the pocket. Like it kind of went narrower and wider. Um, but generally the skirt looked okay to me. And I think it was quite a strong group where everyone did uh, like, okay, there was a few really good ones. And then there was like one kind of bad one. Um, but everybody else had kind of done all right. So even though she came 10th, I think there was there was a lot of people that had very small issues. And so I, I guess they were just kind of <clears throat> trying to decide between them. What did you think? I, I thought she did really well. And they were just little rookie mistakes that you can make when you're rushing. I thought she did really, really well. And I have to say, I utterly adore Chi Chi. I absolutely adore her. Not only did she turn up for day one in leopard print, but she's a lady of science. And I I just love women in science. I just absolutely, absolutely adore it because I think she is going to make an absolutely amazing role model for young girls who want to go into science. I'm not going to waffle on about it because I could talk for hours about women in science. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I thought... Uh, Second podcast for that, Sean. yeah, yeah. We'll need to do a second one just so I can talk about women in science. Um, but yeah, so I thought she did. I thought she did well. It was just little errors that if they had that extra half an hour, she probably could have ironed them out a bit better. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it must have been really nerve wracking being the very first challenge on the first day basically just be sat there the camera's on you and they're going right you've got to do a wool skirt with pockets go you've got two and hours piping <laughs> and piping <laughs> yeah and the piping as well i mean it it must have been absolutely terrifying i can completely understand if people were nervous in that challenge but yeah i i thought she did all right i thought she did all right um i i can't wait to see her improve and see what else she has to offer you're just hoping there'll be more leopard print i am i utterly am the fact that she said she is trying to bring back animal print i was like yes finally <laughs> i am fully behind this woman um, but yes but i won't go on that because she's a woman of science who loves animal print and she just has my heart um, <laughs> so shall we go up to third place Yes, that was Brogan. Yeah. With the green herringbone. I thought it was nice. I thought it looked like a, a, a nice skirt. Yeah, I thought she did really, really well. It was nicely executed. The colours were nice. It was all balanced. I thought she did a good job. There's nothing really I can say about it. Like I have to say, I think this was quite a hard one for the judges because there were actually quite a few really good ones. And it was literally coming down to the tiniest, tiniest details. Yeah, and and so second place was Marnie, who was very into the details. She was unpicking where she'd gone a bit wobbly on a bit yeah. of stitching. 
like if that was me I'd probably just left it to be fair um but that's why she came in second and I would probably be 12th yeah um I would have just set fire to it and gone yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm out see you later Done. don't even need to like kind of kick me off the show I'll just walk out I can see the door adios <laughs> I thought it was it was a really nice um, wool that she chose. It was like a red and charcoal herringbone and I thought that the black piping worked really nicely with it. It looked really professional. It was really, really well done and it's nice to see someone who is that focused on the little details as well. I'm not saying that everyone isn't, but the fact that she completed it and redid bits of it it goes to show that she is very analytical in her sewing and she is very planned out. And I do like that as a sewer in a competition. And I think she's going to go really, really far. Well, we'll talk at the end who our, our predictions are for the final yeah. three. Um, I did want to say I, I really enjoyed Marnie's, um, her little VT bits with um, the, the veterinary uh, yeah. bits that she did. And her kind of little um, side uh, interviews. I thought she was really funny. She's definitely going to be one of those characters that brings a lot of entertainment. Like when she was talking about, <laughs> about Patrick smelling of, of, of like musky tweed. It, yeah. it did make me chuckle. Oh, my favourite one was where she was talking about a job and just said, yeah, the majority of my time is spent staring at dog's bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who works in the care industry, I can kind of relate. <laughs> it's like I do find most of my day is spent staring at people's backsides. Uh, yeah, not in a weird pervy way, but just, yeah, I work in care. A lot of the time it's personal care. I just feel a lot of my time is spent wiping bottoms. <laughs> and on that note, let's move to, yeah. um, uh, to the winner of the challenge. Um, that was yep. Angela, who had made a really fantastic skirt she had done her own um piping um that she'd she'd find time to actually make it herself rather than using the pre-made piping and then she'd use that fabric again on the facing which was really nice i think that angela seems like a very competent um professional sewer who you can see she's been so I think in one of the VTs it said maybe she'd been sewing for like 50 years so yeah really that experience I think was kind of showing itself here and I think that with Angela I think we're gonna get some really superb sewing but maybe what she might struggle on is some of the creative yeah challenges I am completely behind you in that I I loved her little VT where she was talking about how it was the forty sixth anniversary of when she qualified as a nurse. Um, so yeah, completely shout out to all of the nurses out there that sew, um, and the fact that Angela used to make her own uniform, I just thought was amazing. Um, so yeah, I I really really like Angela. Um, I think she was very clever in doing her own piping and matching it to the facing. I think that is what got her the first place because she went that extra step above everyone else um, and created her own and made it uniform and matching. And I thought her sewing was impeccable. It was stunning. Yeah, the the skirt she made looked like it looked like something you could buy. It really was like yeah. fantastic with the top stitching and the facing looked really neat. And she and she really gave herself an extra challenge by making her own um, piping. And for maybe people who uh, I've not done it before, but I've watched YouTube videos of it. Um, for people who don't know exactly what piping is, it's it's a cord that is kind of encased in uh, material and then when you when you're making piping you have to sew quite carefully uh, you can get a piping foot for your uh, sew machine that makes it a little bit easier because you have to stitch very close and you have to have the fabric folded around the cord and so it was an extra stage that she didn't have to do but she mm -hmm. tried to do and it really paid off for her yeah it really did going on to 
challenge to the transformation challenge where they were turning leisure wear into a going out top now they had the choice they they could have one top and one bottom from the pile i didn't really get to see like you couldn't really see what the selection was like they was kind of all just dumped on the floor yeah it seemed to be like a quick free-for-all there was like probably some poor person in the background just thinking oh my god they're all just going to go for it just threw everything into the middle of the room and then ran off in the other direction (laughs) um yeah i i thought this was quite a quite a symbolic one particularly of lockdown now that like we were all pretty much just in loungewear those that were working from home or isolating um so i thought it was pretty symbolic that we we were go taking our loungewear and making it something to go out in now that we're able to go back out again um so yeah i thought this was quite an interesting one i thought it's it's also quite a difficult one in the sense that turning leisure wear fabrics so you've got uh you've got thick jerseys you've got sweatshirt in you've got uh terry you've got ribbing um uh, loop back um turning those into they're 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 not super difficult fabrics to work with but making them look like a going out outfit yeah is quite hard yeah definitely i i definitely agree with that um unless you're used to just going out in trackies um, but yeah, I I completely agree with you on that because it's not the first material you think of when it comes to going out and something fun to go dancing in. Um, yeah, I I completely agree with you there. Definitely, like trying to make those kind of fabrics uh, have a structure, or you know, trying to put things like pleats or you know you can't really put sharp kind of edges in and and darts never look amazing in those kind of fabrics so I I think it was a deceptively difficult um, first transformation challenge Uh, I have a I have kind of two ish ideas what I would do if I was faced by it okay do you know what you might do if you were there not a clue (laughs) (laughs) i and i've watched this episode about 10 times today and every time i still sat there went nope not a clue uh the only thing i could really think of would be making some form of crop top um and maybe some high-waisted shorts um but yeah i i was stumped really or maybe a dress like if they had like little metal ringlets or something maybe make a dress but yeah, I've I've not a clue. Well, you you'd be going above and beyond if you're doing shorts because they only needed a top. Oh, well, um, right. The, the... Yeah. Well, I was trying to do an Angela and go one step <laughs> above. If it were me, I think what I would do is grab one of the sets of jogging bottoms, split the legs down um, completely off, attach them at the bottom, and form like a halter neck that came down over the bosoms maybe attach them uh, the legs there and then round to the back and then attach them at the back to kind of form almost like a figure of eight kind of thing that's cool i like that idea uh i won't steal it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> no i quite like that that's quite a cool yeah i i think i would have probably have just found the longest sweatshirt or hoodie um and maybe turned it into like an asymmetric dress or something like a dress top but yeah i i'm still quite stumped with this one it's it's kind of a tricky one i was thinking or if i was really stuck maybe like a boob tube and then maybe put fringe in on the bottom of the boob tube yeah yeah that could work I mean, fringing appeared a lot in this challenge. <laughs> yeah, I think people really lent heavily on the haberdashery here. Yeah. Which I'm generally not keen on, to be honest. And I don't tend to like it when people just go and grab everything from the haberdashery and just start sticking crap on. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those you need to think about it. You need to look at what you've got, what you can add to it, and then you need to go, is this going to work? If yes, then fine, go ahead, do it. But sometimes you just need to take a step back and edit. I know they don't have long to do this challenge, but there is a difference between some of the ones that came in second place and some of the ones that came in 11th place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when, when it comes to editing, that skill is very important because one minute you could be at the top, next minute you're down at the bottom. Who, who would you like to talk about first, the tops or the bottoms? Should we talk about the bottoms and work our way up? Okay. So do you want to go into last place? Yeah, so at least he's consistent. <laughs> um, sorry, Mitch, that was really mean. Poor Mitch, back in the bottom again. Your Dennis the Menace top, just no. It, 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 I, I felt really bad because I could see what he was trying to do, but it, it's like when your tires burst on your car and you just keep driving, you know you should stop and take a minute um and again this is the whole editing thing um i think he had an idea he tried to run with it it didn't quite work so he just continued running um i felt bad for him i really did because i quite like mitch i like his cheeky chappy personality but yeah this deserved to be in 12th place yeah it, it was not I will say I'm going to give Mitch points here because at one point it looked like a, kind of like a t-shirt and that was when Sarah Pascoe said do you think this is a flattering shape and he was like no and he kind of he hacked it with the scissors and made it into more of a kind of hold to neck kind of thing he kind of took the shoulders off um which i think helped a tiny bit but it, it was not a a flattering shape to be honest and i did think he had an idea with using the lace that he got from the haberdashery i don't understand why he put the gray material the gray uh, like sweatshirt material behind it if he had done stripes with the lace so you could see the skin underneath yeah. of the mannequin. It would have been a lot sexier and a lot more going out. Maybe and maybe made them a bit wider as well. So maybe kind of just under the bust, then have a panel of lace, and then just have another kind of row of red. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could have used the lace to like show off a bit of midriff in top, kind of like or used like kind of peephole areas in the top with yeah. the face but it, it did kind of come off a bit more of like a running top than a going out top yeah we've really it was you know it's not good when someone turns around and goes oh dennis the menace for your going out top um yeah i i felt bad for mitch it wasn't it wasn't a great first day for him but yeah oh Sorry, Mitch. Just no. No, 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 no. So moving on to number 11, we've got Angela. Yeah. Now, Angela came first in the first challenge and 11th in this challenge. And I think there were a lot of things going on with this top. There were too many things going on with this top. I was not a fan of the neckline the kind of like squared neckline which then had the like tinselly uh trim on it and then the back had like a weird kind of like bustle but <laughs> bustle train flappy bit that was kind of like i'm not sure what's going on there and then there was more trims added on from the haberdashery and there was just so much stuff and yeah definitely with editing take a step back have a look does it need anything does it need something taken off that definitely needed a lot of things taken off it was um when she turned around and she said oh maybe it would be something beyonce would wear or maybe one of the kardashians and i'm just sat there going no 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 it really is not 
and it was it was just getting a bit messy and I completely get I imagine she completely freaked out like we said earlier her sewing skills are impeccable but when it comes to that creativity bit that's where we think she's going to struggle and she really kind of proved that point in this challenge and she sort of remind me of um the Christmas special uh, with um, Leslie from Birds of a Feather when they had to create the um, pantomime character's outfit and Leslie just kept adding and adding and adding and whatever she found in the haberdashery, she added to it. And that's what I was getting with Angela was just we were going to keep adding stuff to it and it wasn't going to get any better. It was just going to get very messy and... I think she panicked. Um, I can only assume that she panicked, um, as I imagine lots of people would. And I can't judge because in this situation, I probably would have panicked a little bit too. But it just got messy. And it just goes to show not being able to edit can take you from first place to 11th very quickly. Yeah, and somebody else who did really well on the first challenge and then seemed to struggle on this one was Deborah, who came in 10th place. Yeah. And it just, to me, was super boring. Like, it was kind of like a wrap top, but the colours weren't that vibrant and it just really did. She She tried to put kind of a little bit of silver a trim around the edge but it was kind of hard to see and it just seemed very kind of frumpy and not very cute it just didn't look finished to me either it kind of looked like it'd forgotten to hem it and i know she did because she'd used that kind of sparkly shiny uh, trim on it but yeah it this just did not excite me at all it's it just wasn't very nice and again like we said it just goes to show not being able to edit can take you from a high ranking position to quite a low ranking position very very quickly i think everyone was just fortunate this time round that mitch remained consistent um, yeah it was it was a bit gutting um, because I thought Deborah was going to be quite an interesting one to watch, but yeah, it this yeah, <laughs> I've I have absolutely no words. Um, right, so moving quickly on then to the other end of the table. So in third place we had Annie who made it was like a pink and purple kind of like boob tube type. Yeah, top. Um, I thought it was I thought it was cute. Yeah, I thought it was cute. She sewed it really, really well. Um, I was kind of getting a little bit of festival vibes from it as well. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, can't can't fault. She did well. She stuck to the brief. She gave them what they wanted. And then another kind of similar-esque boob tube type number was number two, which was uh, Manny. And um, she had produced, it was kind of like a burgundy boot tube which she had it looked like she'd created a channel and then passed through the cording and then yeah. used that to kind of ruche and uh pull the center into into shape between the bust um, and then attached some really large almost kimono style sleeves and then all the way along had a really long black and white ombre fringe i thought it was a really cute look I loved this. I was getting festival. I was getting Coachella. I was getting night out. And again, editing. She Yes, she used the haberdashery, but she used it in a clever way. She looked at the colours that she was using and she went with something that would complement them. And yeah, I thought she did really well. I really, really liked this a lot. Me too, yeah. I, I, I think that was a really clever, clever use of the haberdashery. Uh, so at number one was Marnie that had a nod to the 80s with the grey and neon pink. I thought this was, I thought this was really amazing what she had managed to construct. I thought the sleeves were really interesting how she'd kind of ruched them uh, along the top 
Um, and then the neckline, I thought was quite interesting how it looked like she'd used the waist ribbing to create yeah. that kind of almost like a, a, a relaxed V-neck that I could see a lot of girls kind of um, maybe pulling one shoulder out to kind of almost making it a bit a asymmetric. I thought yeah. it was such a clever idea. And I really, uh, I really wanted to kind of shake her because she was so... Um, she was so not confident with it and she she really didn't like it and she really didn't think it was that great and everyone else was like no no it's really great and I kind of really wanted to say to her no like you what you've done is amazing and it really was something that would be really interesting to wear. I absolutely loved it the only critique I have for her is to have more confidence in herself like when she was saying oh I'm not very creative and I was like yeah but you just produced this and it is it was brilliant and i cannot fault it i could see people wearing it now i was sort of getting sort of getting y2k vibes from it definitely getting rave vibes from it i just thought this was brilliant i i it was epic i can't fault this i could see that on a runway um yeah it was just brilliant my only critique is she needs to have a bit more confidence in herself but again i can't really critique her on that because like so many of us we are so critical of our own work sometimes that we don't actually realize how good it is um but yeah she was brilliant she deserved top place for that definitely yeah a big round of applause for Marnie for that it was definitely when you were talking about catwalk it was giving me and I'm gonna say both pronounce it Moschino or Moschino um yeah. vibes they did a um a catwalk a couple seasons ago where they yeah. did it and it was on like a subway like a New York subway train and yeah. I'm sure they had tops in there that were like really similar construction so for her to knock something out like that out out of thin air top of her head um to pull that together and it looked really well sewn as well so it did gotta give her full sewn be unpicked uh star award for that yeah it was absolutely brilliant like again just i got machino moschino however you pronounce it i also got a bit of jeremy scott from it as well yes uh, definitely yeah just that sportswear, it was edgy, it was colourful, it was well-constructed and deconstructed. It was brilliant. Bravo, Annie. Uh, Annie, no, there. God, Marnie. Marnie. Sorry, <laughs> Marnie, Marnie, Marnie. Oh, my God, sorry. It's only week I one. I coughed and confused myself. <laughs> it's it just really week doesn't one. take much. <laughs> we're, we're, still, we're still allowed to mix names up because it's yeah. week one, but that's, I, you know, there's still 12. I'm still getting people from last season mixed up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, moving on to yeah. Challenge 3, the Made to Measure Challenge, which was a wrap dress for any occasion. This That confused me when they said that a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Because I couldn't work out whether it was a wrap dress for any occasion you wanted, or it was a wrap dress that had to be suitable for any occasion. And I was like, well, how can a wrap dress be suitable for any occasion? Like, that's not possible. You can't wear a wrap dress everywhere. And then I realised, oh, okay. So it's probably just a wrap dress that is suitable for multiple occasions and kind of like you could pick the occasion that it was going to be used for. Yeah, I, I am with you there. I was a little bit confused. It was a little bit ambiguous. Um, so, yeah, I... I for simple minds like mine it would have been nice if they explained that a bit more because mm. i would have probably been halfway through the uh the challenge panicking thinking oh my god what occasion do i make it for? <laughs> uh, and how do i how do i make this suitable for a wedding a birthday a birthing and a funeral all in one exactly uh, that's what i was thinking i was like <laughs> it can't be for any occasion or every occasion um so going into this, Mitch really needed to get Garment of the Week to save himself. Yeah. And we know that didn't happen. So would do you want to talk about your favourites? And or do you want to talk about where you think people kind of didn't hit the mark? Um, let's 
talk about our favourites. Let's <laughs> let's stick to something positive. Um, I have to say, despite its flaws, um, and I was probably biased because it's my favourite print and favourite colour, but I really like Mitch's. Um, yes, I am biased to anything yellow, and yes, I am biased to anything leopard print. Um, I really, really liked his. It was just a shame that it was coming off a little short in multiple directions. Um, because that wrap dress, though it was beautiful, would not have been appropriate for many occasions, especially if dancing was involved. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I I really like Mitch's as well. Um, and I certainly don't think it was the worst on the runway. Um. I love the fabric. I'm also a big fan of animal print. Uh, I love the yellow and navy kind of leopard spots. I thought it was so graphic and fun. And it kind of, I think kind of summed up his personality as well with the nod to the ABBA, but being fun and loud and kind of vibrant. Uh, I agreed that it was too short. It was more of a top, to be honest. Like if she'd had a pair of jeans on or something, it would be- That would have been perfect. If she had a pair of jeans or a pair of leggings underneath, that would have been an amazing outfit. But yeah, I could just see a lot of people seeing a bit more than they needed to if the model was dancing. Um, and like Esme said, she would have needed a good pair of pants to go underneath it. Yeah, any any movement in that and everyone's seeing your face like, and nobody wants to be out dancing and exposing themselves. But it was a cute wrap dress, so... Well- I mean, that does kind of depend on where you're out going for a night out. Enough <laughs> yeah, about your nights out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was brilliant. It just, for want of a better term, came off a little short. Um, yeah, but I thought he did really well. Um, another one that I loved was Steve. That beautiful block colour... Wes Anderson inspired wrap dress. I thought that was stunning. And for someone who hasn't had a lot of experience in sewing, that sewing was beautiful. I was just heartbroken he didn't get it finished. Yeah, this is one I'm I'm going back and forth on my notes here because uh, both people we've talked about so far, I've got in the bottom section. Um, but I also loved the color blocking that he'd done i thought it was super graphic super modern really chic uh really fun i loved the the kind of um blue and yellow with that kind of off-white and it was in like a oh what fabric was it It was like a linen yes it was in like a linen so it looked very summery that issue i had was it was a very simple cut compared to a lot of the others yeah and he didn't finish so i kind of wanted to know what was going on like what took him so long that he didn't get finished because although it was very crisply sewn and the edges looked really neat and stuff it i don't understand within the five hours how he how he didn't finish maybe maybe off camera, you know, maybe his sewing machine broke or he had trouble threading it. Or I know he had a couple issues where he had to unpick, maybe he had some issues with the cutting out or something. But it was just, yeah, it was a bit of a shame because the the cuffs really would have elevated it and kind of finished it off nicely. And he just didn't get to finishing those cuffs. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I thought it was a really, um, a really beautiful uh dress and i'm hoping he he makes he makes more of those um you know for friends and family because they were it it was really really beautiful yeah it was it was i just love the colors i thought it was very nicely executed apart from the fact that there were unfinished parts yes so one of my favorites i really liked um uh, Brogans with the gingham frills. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so much fun, and I thought it really said a lot about her personality. And in week one, to be showing a little bit of who you are in the outfit, I think is a really nice kind of touch. Um, I liked. 
I couldn't tell whether it was like a really dark navy or if it was like a black gingham. Um, I think it was a black and white gingham. Okay, and then it had the yellow belt. I that's the only thing I really wasn't that keen on in the outfit was the yellow belt. I could have done without it, or I could have done with maybe like just a plain black one or a black one with like a bit of a bow on it or something. But I wasn't a massive fan of the yellow. But as a look, I really loved the gingham and the frills on the kind of bodice section. I just thought were looked very well sewn. And it, clearly she's sewn a lot of ruffles, I think. Yeah. And I just I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun look. So another one that I did really, really love, but again, I was kind of heartbroken, was Chi Chi's. Um, I loved the fact that she was again going for an open back. I loved that it was that kind of silvery blue animal print. And I think that could have been utterly stunning had it had been finished. But yeah, it's, it, I just thought it was a beautiful, beautiful material. And that would have looked utterly amazing, especially with that open back, because it's not something you see on wrap dresses. And it was just a shame it was a bit gappy at the lower back just above the hip line but yeah i i just thought that was beautiful that was a beautiful choice of fabric yeah i i agree i i think it was it was a very beautiful fabric i couldn't tell whether it was like a pale blue or a mint but i'm colorblind so i'm gonna go with you that it was probably pale blue the problem i thought here was i think she'd been very adventurous on week one and uh, maybe she wanted to show, you know, she had a lot of skills. So mm-hmm. she did a wrap dress, which had a cutout back, which is not easy and not often seen on wrap dresses. And then she chose a difficult fabric, satin. And I just don't know whether there was, she'd chosen too many complicated, difficult elements and done them together. Like if she'd have done maybe just the satin wrap dress or she'd done the backless dress but in a easier fabric to deal with it just seemed like too much for one week well week one and then not quite achieving it and hitting every box I think I would have personally gone for something a little bit easier on week one just yeah. to ease me in yeah used to sewing in front of all the cameras and the lights and Sarah Pascoe and the judges and stuff and then attempted more tricky things as the weeks progressed but I've got to you know tip my hat to say you know you only get one chance going on the show and she went for it yeah and I think she deserves an applause for that um and I mean I don't know how you felt about these last two because obviously we don't have time to mention everyone uh but these were probably my top two um, Annie's and um, Manny's. Yes. Now, let's talk about Annie's first. Annie's was a beautiful African print in kind of like pinks and blues. It had like a flutter sleeve and she'd done like a flounce, which must have taken quite a long time because it was quite a long kind of flounce going uh, like right the way around the wrap dress. It was a lot of work. It was really well sewn. I went on to the Facebook group for um, the Sewing Bee earlier today because I was looking for some pictures to put onto our uh, Instagram. And people were going absolutely crazy for Annie's dress. Like people were writing comments like, I want to buy one. Where can I get one like this? I love the pattern. I love the fabric. This is so amazing. I would buy one of these if I saw it in the shop like I think if there was a fan award this week for the best dress um, Annie would have won it by miles definitely hands down it was beautiful I love the fact that it had the nod to her grandmother Um, I thought the print was stunning it looked like something I'd used before uh, because before our podcast came to an end uh, one of my friends gave birth to her first child um, so I've been doing lots of baby clothes for them. Mm. They actually look like a print that I bought from a online shop. So I was a little bit like, oh, my God, I recognise that. And then obviously when I saw it up close, I was like, ah, it's not that. But it was so, so similar in that kind of lovely chalky pastel colours. I just thought this was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning. 
Yeah, I, I think she did. She really knocked out of the park. I think yeah. that, that could have easily been Garment of the Week. Yeah. The other person that you mentioned uh, was Manny, and she had used uh, like a really super sheer blue organza um, over a kind of like a navy slip that she made. And it was a lot of work. And I have to say, like, she uh, approached the challenge in a similar way to Chi Chi did in the sense that she was going to really push herself and try and go that extra bit to show the judges, you know what, I can do this. And I think she pretty much pulled it off. It was a difficult fabric to sew. She basically was sewing two dresses because she was doing the slip as well as the wrap dress. I just thought this was beautiful. For me personally, I would have quite liked it just that little either a little bit longer or a little bit shorter. I just, for me, it was just the length was putting me off a little bit. But the fact that she used organza in the first episode on the first made to measure challenge, I tip my hat off to her because that is not an easy fabric to work with. I just got like this very kind of romantic gothic vibe from it. I just thought it was beautiful. I thought she did an absolutely amazing job. Yeah, it was definitely giving me like ethereal vibes, like some kind of sea witch coming out of like the ocean and like the dress just kind of like flowing and being kind of barely there. I think she's got a really creative streak and that maybe making costumes for like Comic-Con and that kind of thing. She's really thought about a lot of different elements and thought outside the box and is not scared of using a difficult fabric or an unusual cut or pattern. And I'm really quite excited to see what she's going to do in future weeks. Shall we put our predictions in? Well, we just before we do that, we should probably talk about Garment of the Week. Oh, yeah. God, how did I forget Garment <clears throat> of the Week? Which, which was Deborah's. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in love with this, if I'm honest. Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I I genuinely think that um, Annie should have got garment of the week. Like I, I don't know. Maybe in person, it, this was incredible. When I saw it on the show, they looked to me like along the bottom in the black binding, almost like a little bit of racking where it kind of pulled. Which I'm surprised that Esme didn't pick her up on. Yeah. It, it was quite striking with the black against the kind of white, very painterly, barely there kind of um, colour wash on the fabric. Yeah. It it wasn't giving me life. Like, it just wasn't to my personal tastes. I, I'm with you there. It was beautifully constructed. It was very, very striking. But for me... I just found other people's a little bit more awe-inspiring. It it was beautiful, and we can't take that away from it. Deborah did a really, really good job of it. But yeah, for me personally, I just kind of felt that Marnie, Manyi, and Annie just that a little bit better. But then. We're not the ones judging. Uh, that is down to Esme and Patrick. So clearly what they were they were looking for, it's clearly what they were inspired by more. And good honour, well done. She won the first garment of the week of the new season. Yeah, it must feel pretty great to, to get a garment of the week, especially in week one when, you know, everyone's kind of freaking out a bit. It must kind of settle your nerves a little bit to walk yeah. away from week one and actually have that kind of in your pocket. Okay, before we go to top three, though. Mm-hmm. So if you were ever on Sewing Bee, <laughs> yeah. if first episode, if you could pick which one you'd like to come first in, what would it be, pattern or transformation? Out of just pattern and transformation. Yeah, out of just those two, because you never get ranked for the made to measure. Yeah. Um, those two, which one would you like to come first in? Oh, uh, pattern. Fair enough. And what about you? 
I would it would be the transformation challenge for me. I would love to win the first transformation challenge. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. But before we waffle on, because uh, I'm worried this is going to become quite a long podcast. <laughs> uh, top three. Go on, who do you think it's going to be? Who is going to be in the final? Uh, our top three prediction. Um, uh, it's quite tricky because at the moment I've got like five favourites. Um, <laughs> and I, Oh, I, how the tables are turned. Yeah, I know. Criticising me last season. Yeah, last year when you were like, I've got a top 11. Um, <laughs> no. On um, episode nine. <laughs> so I think my top three are... Oh, Manny, Brogan, and Marnie. Okay. And what about yours? Marnie, Annie, and Manny. You see, I have Annie down in brackets. Um, she was like, it was between her and Brogan, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. So that's going to be very interesting so we'll do it again next week and we'll see at the end of the series if any of our top threes make it through to the final yeah i i will keep a note and we'll keep track on their progression but i have to say like i think we've definitely got some underdogs like we did last time and i see the underdogs in chi chi and steve Okay, yeah. I think they are going to surprise us at some point. And next week, it is Sports Week. and they Oh, will... God, this looks so harsh. <laughs> and they will be sewing in the, uh, in the pattern challenge. They will be sewing a pair of trainers, which I thought was madness. That's just evil. Yeah, I think they've just, maybe they've, it's just a step too far now. Yeah. Like, I think maybe Patrick and Esme are setting up like a, a, a mini sweatshop and they're just getting them to make <laughs> stock for them. Yeah, making all the samples for Savile Row. And then they've got in the in the made to measure, I believe it's going to be like a sports jacket. Yeah, inspired by a sports superstar. Well, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and the transformation challenge is going to be netball kits. So, oh, yeah, yeah, this this could be interesting. So netball kits into what? Um, yeah, geez, trainers just sounds harsh. I think they're running out of sportswear to start sewing on the show. <laughs> we have had leggings, we've had tops, we've had jackets, we've got jackets again, but yeah, just trainers. Ouch. Yeah, I just I'm glad I'm not on that series because. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where you would begin on that. No, no, I, that would make me cry. I would be under the table crying on Sarah Pascoe's shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that pretty much wraps us up. It does indeed, like a wrap dress. Yeah, like a wrap dress. Just before we go, I'm just going to mention two other little things. This Saturday, um, which will probably be when this is published or this might get published on friday me and sean will be going to the vna museum to see the fashionizing masculinity new exhibition which i think runs till october this year so if anyone out there is interested in the history of menswear from historical periods up into modern day head on down to the VNA. I'm sure that me and Sean will be posting some pictures of stuff that we've seen there. And it'll be very lovely because this will be the first time that me and Sean have ever actually met up in person. Yep. We've been chatting for a long old time. We've been good mates for a while now, but this is actually going to be the first time we have ever been able to meet in person which is kind of weird to think, but I mean, we did become friends before lockdown. Yeah, so we've um, for quite a few years, but we've never yeah. really been able to meet up. No, it's like there has just been a whole pandemic keeping us apart. So yeah, that's this is going to be quite interesting. But yeah, it's 
It is going to be fun. Hopefully, we actually like each other in person. Otherwise, this could be awkward. <laughs> yeah, if there's no episode next week, then you know we fell out. Yeah, we just did not get on. <laughs> um, I should also mention uh, that there is a, uh, a a kind of charity campaign going on called Boy So Two, um, and that is on Instagram. Um, you can check it out there. It's also on Facebook. Um, and that has been set up. It was kind of a catalyst of um, of our friend uh, Rob Dawson, who passed away very sadly in March this year, very suddenly and tragically. And uh, he really inspired um, uh, another mutual friend of ours, Clive, um, to start this campaign to really encourage, especially um, young guys, to to start sewing. Due to Rob being told when he was a kid that. Boys don't sew. The campaign is is boy so too, um, and so you can check that out on Instagram. And there's lots of stuff going on around that. Um, and the other thing I should just mention is a company sent me some patterns to try. Uh, it's an Australian company called Crafted Matter, and they make gender neutral Japanese inspired streetwear. So check them out. They were super kind and sent me um, three patterns, which I've made two of and I really like. I don't know if I'm cool enough to actually wear them. I think I'm a bit granddaddy. Wearing them. <laughs> but, uh, but they were really good patterns, really good instructions. Uh, and if there's anyone else out there who wants to sponsor us or send us anything, drop us a message. <laughs> I like free stuff. <laughs> I love free stuff. <laughs> So I guess that's us done for today and yeah. we will be back next week. All right. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.